listening to a podcast from Light FM. On the Light Breakfast today with Asha and Terry, we've got Masood Boomgaard, better known to many people as self-help sing on social media, comedian and demotivational speaker. Because we everybody knows you mainly for for the viral videos that have gone around. We've all probably seen some of it. They are entertaining. There's some truth to some of it, and of course, there's sometimes the whole element of actually don't listen to what you're saying. Right? Tell us about how you do, you went into comedy. How did that journey begin? So I kind of like uh, developed a love of comedy when I started to watch comedy. There was never a problem with me getting access to you know material in terms of uh, like if I wanted to get hold of, for example, Eddie Murphy recordings. You know, I could get that quite easily, mm. and you know, my folks never yeah. uh, you know try to stop me from. From like listening to comedy, although like yeah. you know, in the case of like Eddie Murphy or Richard Raw, Dreyer, was it Raw? yeah, yeah, Ra- the uh, one Raw and Delirious, right? Raw and Delirious, yeah. yeah. I would yeah. like kind of like listen to it like yeah. quietly in my room, you know. So I I remember uh, finding Eddie Murphy, and I had no idea at that point Eddie Murphy had done comedy because I mean I uh, I known Eddie Murphy from uh, from his movie yes. career. Yeah, like what this guy did stand up, and I yeah. listened to him, I was like, oh my god, these stories are amazing, you and know. He's got and the way he just spoke about his uh, kind of uh, life experience, and I mm. thought that. Was was so amazing that somebody could take that right. and uh, make it so uh, kind of compelling and entertaining you know I grew up listening to the greats mm. and um, you know I also felt that oh you know these guys are, are kind of like talking about their lives I would like to do that also mm. you know but of course at that point it wasn't something that you could conceivably do you know stand up wasn't something that yeah. really existed in a big way in South Africa but I loved the art form right. and later on uh, when I got to college I started trying out stand-up mm. at open mics. I would do it, you know, once a week. It just grew from there, you know. And then I obviously went on and got a real job. I was a journalist for many years. At the oh, same time, I, I moon- don't think people know this. No, at yeah. the same time, moon- but serious journalism. Right. As moonlighting as a comic, uh, I got to a point in my journalism career where now I was like kind of like in, uh, you say, mid-management. Okay. I was like deputy news editor mm-hmm. of a newspaper. Which is a great job. It was a great job, yeah. you know, but it wasn't what I really wanted to do. And one day my boss sat me down and he said, listen, you know, we've got this uh, career path mapped out for you. You know, you need to, you know, the usual succession thing, you know, you need to take my job when mm. I move on and all that kind of thing. And you need to tell me, are you in or you're out? Because, yeah. And nobody had put me in a corner like that before, you know, because everybody just kind of let me do whatever I want. But this mm. guy, particular boss, who I wasn't very fond of at the time, right. he gave me an ultimatum. He put me in a corner and said, decide. Mm. I think it was what I needed at the time. Now I'm grateful. Forced to choose. Yeah, I'm grateful for yeah. that right now. If he hadn't done that, I wouldn't have taken the what you call the leap of faith right. and kind of backed myself to do comedy uh, right. full time. So I, I took that leap of faith, but it wasn't like just like, you know, blind faith. At the time, I was getting enough work as a comic. In South Africa, there's a very peculiar thing, right? right. Where people hire stand-up comedians at their weddings. What? <laughs> yeah, so I was making a good living hosting people's wedding receptions. Right. You know, as an MC. Yes. And comedians are usually pop, still usually popular right. as, uh, as somebody that you hire for your wedding. It's like, right. you know, typically, everywhere else, uh, you know, you'd get your 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 good friend to do it for you, yeah, yeah. or your cousin, or whatever. You know, in South Africa, people don't take chances like that. <laughs> they want a professional. They want a professional. Yeah. And my theory is the drunk uncle theory. You know, everyone used to get the drunk funny uncle to do it until yeah. one day the drunk funny uncle completely wrecked it. 
he wasn't funny. He wasn't funny. He was just he, drunk. He was just drunk. So <laughs> people started getting professionals. Yeah. <laughs> so I was making a good living from that. Every weekend I'd get two or three weddings and I was oh. doing fine, you know. So I said, oh, I'll do this, you know. But obviously, you know, ultimately you want to be doing shows and touring and all that stuff. So I took the leap of faith and then never looked back since. And that was probably, I left my day job probably about six years ago. Wow, and never looked back because look never at where back. you are now. Yeah, it, also I don't think they'll take me back at my old job. After they've seen the <laughs> clips, you mean? <laughs> Let's find out more about this alter ego of yours that has definitely gained you so much attention. I keep getting it popping up on my feeds as well. Tell us how you came up with this alter ego of yours, which is, of course, the self-help sing. Where yeah. did this character come from? He's a voice in my head, okay? It comes from a very dark place. So I was going through depression. Mm. Uh, it was, you know, after COVID, well, towards the end of COVID, I mean, I just been through so much, you know, I couldn't work for a long time. You know, mm. uh, gatherings were banned in South Africa. We had one right. of the hardest uh, lockdowns in the world. And it was just frustrating. And I think I had, you know, the fatigue of just trying to stay afloat during that time. Right. And things were opening up again, um, you know, and I started to go back to what I was doing. But I also felt that I was stuck for too long. Mm. Besides the two or three years of COVID, I just felt that for a few years before that, I was just, I'd hit the ceiling Okay. I wasn't like fulfilling myself from a creative point of view. I was just like kind of right. just in autopilot. So I slipped into a depression. Mm. And sometimes these things just come out of the blue. You don't know. You can't kind of process why it's happening. Right. And it got to a point where I couldn't even like, uh, you know, motivate myself to get out of the bed. You know, mm. the interesting thing about that is the way people kind of react to you when you're in that space. Right. And there's something called toxic positivity. Right. Just where, smile your way through it. Yes. That's Pretend exact, that you're happy and you'll be happy. Exactly. Like, uh, just choose don't not to be sad. Mm. You, know? <laughs> you know. Great idea. Yeah. And then I, was, <laughs> I, I had a, particularly a friend who was like bombarding me with all of these uh, motivational videos from oh, like, no. uh, I don't want to mention anybody's names, but these kind of like very famous life oh. coach and motivational speakers. Tony Robbins. <laughs> the, you know, the Tony <laughs> Robbins, the Jay Shetty's of the world. Oh. Oh, Jay Shetty. You know, all due. <laughs> right. But the messages I was getting sent to me was all about what exactly what you're saying, you know. You know, sort yourself out. Just choose to mm. be happy, you know. And I said, you know what? Why is there no life coach out there who's telling me, you know what? It's fine. Just stay where you are. Yeah. Do nothing. Right. Just do nothing. It's fine. It's okay. Do right. nothing. And I realized that uh, where is that? Because, yeah. you know, one of my messages that I try and get across is sometimes, you know, you we harden ourselves. Mm. We forget that you, a human being, another machine or a robot, that you, you, you are built with all of these emotions in you. Mm -hmm. That is who you are. You're yeah. not it's this machine that's got a happy switch and that's how you're going to be the rest of your life. You have to go through these things. It's part of your complexity as a human being and you have to, you have to, you have to go feel through your way through it. Yes, and you've yeah. got to process this. And nobody tells you that, you know. Well, not certainly not the messages I got, you know. Mm. And I think that sometimes we kind of like put pressure on ourselves to always be doing. You know, we feel that we're not allowed a moment of pause. So just let me just like feel this. You're guilted into yeah, feeling. Yeah, you guilt yourself. Yeah. Society guilts you. You guilt yourself. Oh, I got to mm. be doing. Like even like I, I speak about it. You know, people on weekends sometimes. You know, this is your time off. Yeah. And they feel like oh, I'm sitting in the house. Or I'm I'm just laying in bed. What's wrong with that? You know, Nothing, yeah. there's a quote I love that goes, "Time that you enjoy wasting is not time wasted." Oh, that's great. Yeah, I love that. It's one of my favorite quotes. That's my new because, motto now. Because. In life. Because you don't always have to be doing, you know, right. and that's where the first video came from. The theme was do nothing. Hmm. It was obviously hyperbole and exaggeration yeah. and whatever, you know, but the message was, you know what? 
it's okay if you just want to be yeah and and just exist and forget about you know all of these things that are going through your head you know this kind of like anxiety and uh constantly thinking about uh you know your future and and you know things you have to do and uh you know your your purpose in this world and and all of that and just be you know and if you feel yeah. like you just want to lay in bed that's also okay you know yeah. and so i coach myself yeah yeah through this with this voice in my head and i said you know this is i wish this guy existed this voice that i'm hearing in my head yeah i wish this guy existed yeah. you know this would be so awesome and then i on a whim i went out and shot the first video right and uh you know i wasn't on tiktok at the time and somebody said oh put it on tiktok and i thought tiktok was for idiots <laughs> i said i i said I, I was probably one of the last people to get on tiktok i said i'm not doing it right because i just because all i knew was just people doing stupid dancing. challenges and dancing <laughs> you know that's what i thought tiktok was you know right. at, at the time it probably was yeah and i said okay fine i'll under, after a lot of pressure i put it on tiktok and i forgot about it mm. then people brought it to my attention that this thing was blowing up everywhere and then yeah. I, I logged in uh, on tiktok for the first time in 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 several weeks after yeah. i had posted and I, i got a shock i saw it had millions of views right and people were responding to it in a way that they hadn't responded to anything I had said before, you know, even in my stand up. Yeah. I said okay, you know, there's definitely something here and then of course the next video came and the next one yeah. and I felt that, you know, I was kind of like, you know, I was I tapped into something a kind of like a common feeling amongst people, you know, the way they, you know, they felt about uh, you know, modern people living. People felt the same way. They, they felt were looking all over. for someone who would express this They've been looking for someone who could express how they felt. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And and you know the rest is that was about a year and a half ago I think, yeah. you know. And the rest is is history. What do you enjoy most when you perform? You know, as an artist, you want to entertain first and foremost. Mhm. But the biggest thing is, you know, to leave people with something at the end of that performance or right. that show. It's where they they taking something home with them, you know. Yeah. Something that resonates, and they don't just forget about what they saw. Right, and I think that's that's the most important thing to me, and that's what I get from people. Yeah, you know, afterwards or after a show, they'll message me on Instagram or whatever, and and talk about, you know, how you know this actually impacted them, you know, in right. the in the actual life. And for me, that's worth more than anything, more than you know, money, fame, all those things. You yeah. know, that's you know, th- every, all that other stuff comes secondary for me. You right. know, so yeah, this is uh, this is the journey I'm on right now, and uh, I'm I'm interested in seeing you know where I can go with this. Would you say that that is the most rewarding part of what you do at the moment? Then, yeah, that is the most rewarding part. I'll give you a simple example: a man met me after the show and told me that he was in a very toxic work environment, and mm. one of my videos was the the kind of push he needed to, you know, the encouragement he needed to make a positive change in his life, you know. Yeah. And he's ha- he said he's happy, and yeah. you know that that means something, you yeah. know. Um, you made a difference. Yeah, yeah, look, I mean, you I th- were the difference that I think, he needed. Yeah, look, I think everybody has the you know not to sound like like a generic uh, motivational coach, <laughs> but everybody has that power within them to to create their own happiness. Yeah, but I think sometimes they just need that push. Right, like the way I needed that push to you know when I was put in a corner to quit my day job, mm. I think I kind of like provide that little nudge, you know, for for other people, and that's that's important for me. Yeah. You know yeah. uh, that that people, you know, uh, are able to to you know live, live their best lives for lack of a better uh, term, whatever that best life is. You know, right. even if it's literally doing nothing. And I think a great message behind that is that we can we can all make this difference because if we can all 
be the positivity or not even not bad toxic positivity but if we can be the change that people need to see around them then it can make a difference even if it's just one person then that whole being that ability to pass that message on through seeing it happen to someone else can make ultimately this whole world there it, it sounds like this kumbaya thing yeah. but, but it can start with one person and it can yeah. grow from from that through other people around us yeah yeah you recently performed a live show here in Malaysia in fact take us through that thought process of developing a show because it's definitely not the same i'm i'm assuming it's not the same as creating the short form content that you do uh, online is there a big difference or not like yeah it's it's different it's different um so the kind of like uh you know you get the same philosophies come through in the show but it's different content some of the themes are similar but but what you saw in the video is not what you see in the show right and i haven't put out any content from the show on on social media because I want people to be pleasantly surprised or pleasantly disappointed whichever by the difference <laughs> <laughs> which whichever way you want to look at it uh, they come there and they you know the thing I always hear is oh you know this is so much better than I expected it's not what it's so much different to the videos right all that I love I hearing that you know I didn't think honestly I didn't think I'd be able to to put together a 80 minute show mm. I had nothing in the beginning you know there was I remember the first time I went on tour with this we had dates set up for London and New York and there was no show yeah there was no proof of concept at all oh uh, I literally had to write the show from scratch and I was I was like oh my word you know what I don't know what's gonna happen here I mean this could be a disaster because right. sometimes what works on social media doesn't necessarily work on stage yeah you know but fortunately for me and I'm grateful for that the kind of you, know, you want to know if there's a process there was no process everything just happened organically mm. and I kind of like just created a story you know right. and that's what the show the show is a story about life on earth not li- not like from a, a bbc uh a nature program perspective yeah. but life this life that we're living what is your life experience experience yeah. and uh, the, the kind of like a common life experience you know right. from the time you go to school to the time you end up with uh you know over your head in in debt yeah. you know <laughs> <laughs> so i tell a story in the show and that kind of just happened organically yeah. you know and uh I don't have any uh, any particular process. I I did tell I like my a, good colleague here that uh, I like to take a big before a show. Okay, <laughs> that helps. So that's my process basically. <laughs> the process goes through you literally as everything else goes through yeah. you. I yeah I, I, yeah literally I gotta have a big <laughs> before show and then I go on stage and I do my thing. Thank you so much for joining us here today. It's been a, a pleasure hearing your side of and your take on what life is and what humor is and what content is. If people wanna of course find out more about you, we know there's one great way people can find out more about you, which is of course through all of your social media, which people would already know yeah. about the self help thing. Is there other ways or things that are coming up perhaps that people should be looking forward to okay so people can follow me on tiktok or instagram yeah uh that's where they'll find me youtube also under my my actual name uh masood boomgard <laughs> just before we're letting you go right now thank yeah. you again for joining us masood boomgard south african indian cape malay self-help sing comedian and demotivational speaker there are so many hyphenates to you <laughs> we'll definitely be looking forward to seeing you again and speaking to you again the next time you're here and thank you again for joining us thank you for having me it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you you've been listening to a light fm podcast on shock that's s-y-o-k